0: and good morning and welcome to more sports on rise above everything that's raeradio.com rise above everything and we do it every saturday morning we get a chance to talk with former nfl star and mizzou football hall of famer joe moore good morning to you joe how you doing
1: good morning Kevin. i'm doing great
0: great fantastic joe well joe a lot happening in the world of sports uh let's get right to it uh At the time of the taping of our show here, uh, we're we're right on the eve of of Game 4. And the Golden State Warriors are in position to actually sweep the uh, Cavaliers and LeBron James. Your thoughts on the series to this point?
1: The series has been excellent to this point. I think the uh, acquisition of Kevin Durant has proven True. Not only have they gone through the season and broke records again, but he, he's in the playoffs and given LeBron James just fits. So they, they might they have a very good chance of sweeping it. I believe that Cleveland has enough in them to win one game. I think they'll win tonight, but I think it's going to be over with over the weekend.
0: And Joe, when you talk about the series, you know, they're, they're, LeBron James takes a lot of criticism. Oftentimes, you know, uh, people will talk about the fact that when it comes to NBA finals, even though he's been to the last seven, people will talk about he's under five hundred and and takes a lot of criticism. And and you and I were talking about it earlier. He, you know he's known for being a great passer. Some people think a lot of times he he needs to be the one to take shots. Some thoughts from you on that?
1: I believe that the open man takes the shot. I think uh, LeBron James is a great technician in basketball. Uh, he's a great team player, but he's also a great technician. And the open man is supposed to take the shot, so he gives the ball to the open man when he's supposed to do that. So I don't, I don't think he's doing anything wrong technically. I think uh, Golden State simply, like in 2015, has a better team.
0: No question. And and Joe, we've heard a lot of conversations about super teams and. I mean, we've seen super teams in the, in the past, right? Going back to the old Boston the Celtics, the the Sixers, some of those Sixers teams, and the sixties. Well, no uh, team
1: like the Boston Celtics. You know, thirteen out of fifteen years—that's unheard of for that type of perfection, and and pretty much with the same nine players. Mm-hmm. It's just just unheard of. That, that first of all, to keep a team together for nine years—that's that's rare. Yes, sir. That's rare. If they could have kept the team that LeBron James was on in Miami, how many championships would they have won? So it's rare nowadays to keep a team together. So a super team right now, Golden State, to be in the the championship, for both of these teams to be in the championship three years in a row, is saying a lot. You're playing an awful lot of basketball. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of second-guessing you. And for even to be. Three years in a row, the same two teams playing—that's a remarkable feat by itself.
0: No, no question about it, Joe. And I have even, you know, and I know you've heard it too in the last couple of weeks. Some of the the the, the uh, analysts have made comments about uh, this this Golden State team with the addition of Kevin Durant. That this actually can hurt the league because of uh because of dominance. Do you believe that? I mean, in, throughout the playoff stage,
1: I, I I totally disagree with that because okay. there are other players. If you like a chess game. This may be for this year. And next year, the same people, and you know from history, the same people, the same team, same coaches, could be 500 during the league. Mm -hmm. So so many teams fall off after they win a championship because you get all that extra money, you get all the extra offense. It's hard for people to come back. And for three, that's why I say it's so great for them to do it three years in a row for both teams to have kind of administration, coaches, uh, managers, everything that it takes to put something together for three years in a row. It's unbelievable by itself. So for these teams to be there and, and for LeBron James to, to be a $30 million a year player, you're going to get all the flack that you're going to get. I mean, it, it's like when Shaquille O'Neal, they had the Shaq attack. Mm-hmm. Well, when you weigh three fifty and you're seven three, I mean, what are they gonna do? They can't do nothing but shack attack you. They can't do nothing else to you. So, so I mean, some of the calls that you and I know should have been called never were called because of his size. So, when you say LeBron James been on six championship teams already, and he's making thirty million dollars a year, I mean when you really look at that, what is he ever going to ever have to do with the rest of his life? There's a lot of the, the stuff that he listens to is jealousy as far as I'm concerned.
0: No question about it. And 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 again, when we hear someone say that, uh, you know, this hurts the league because... Uh,
1: you, I disagree. Cut... I told you, I It's like, you know, if, if you want to build a championship team, you have to take the players who are already in the league. So if you're willing to pay those salaries for a couple of years and get you some championships team, I'd say, go for it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the quality of play is so equal, but you know, when you get on a, on a championship situation where you actually make the extra and you're motivated to actually pull it off, that says a lot about you as an individual says a lot about your team, your administration and everybody involved. So I think it's good for the league because I don't think you can do it, but two years anyway, I don't, I don't think you can do that. Three or four years like Boston did it. I don't think nobody has, uh, there's so much in right now that takes away from your ability to concentrate for four or five years in a row. I don't really think anybody can do it no more than two years.
0: Absolutely. And, and of course, you know, you came up in an era, uh, Joe, but we've seen super teams. I mean, you can go back and look at some right. of those uh, Pittsburgh Steelers football teams with the Franco They were Harris really season.
1: super teams. I mean, you're talking about eight years in a row. You know, if, if they didn't play in the Super Bowl those four years, they lost going to the Super Bowl the other four years. Exactly. On eight-year stretch. That, that, that's remarkable by itself.
0: Right. And some of those Dallas Cowboy teams of the 70s with Tom Landry. Oh, they, they They were nine, dominant nine teams.
1: Super Bowls. You know, nine Super Bowls, but, but they were always there. That's what you got to give Tom Landry. He had to be the winningest coach. At the time, he had the, the best Winning percentage of all the coaches even better than Lombardi. That's true. He never beat Lombardi, but he, you no, know, he was eleven and three when Lombardi was eight and five, eight five and one, things like that, and still winning the championships. So you, so you still comes down to, do you play your best in the championship game? But you have to get to the championship game to play your best in the championship game. Absolutely. So I'm all for the, it's a three years in a row. Whatever they to make that move with Kevin Durant. And for Kevin Durant to be willing to say, I want a championship and that's the team that I can help get back to the championship. That was a lot of calculations on, on, on both parts, the team and the individual player. And for them to be in a position to do it is remarkable to me. Yeah, it really Just is. Because you want to do that don't mean that it was going to be successful.
0: Yeah, we certainly have seen other instances where teams were put together with a lot of talent and for whatever reason, uh, they didn't win. So that that's an <laughs> excellent point
1: brawls. Like, I just don't want to pass that ball to Kevin (laughs) Kerr. He's wide open. He stays open. But I'm tired of him being in the newspaper. See, you you can't take the humanity out of it. You got to be a selfless player to win a championship. You can't do Joe Moore. You got to do uh, 55 players. You got to do in the best interest of everybody.
0: And it really shocked me when when I, like I said, when I did hear this, when I heard someone actually say that durant by going to golden state uh hurt the league and and i and it's hard i I, I I can't take that in when you say how do you say
1: that's hard to to believe that you it's like kurt warner leaving here Mm -hmm. you know it's like he didn't decide that they didn't they decided they weren't going to pay him what he was asking for so if you get a professional situation and you have teams vying for your services, and somebody said I'll give you $30 million, and somebody said I'll give you 27.5. Now, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> that's
1: right. I mean, it's kind of simple.
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. So, uh,
1: so since it's called professional sports, you better take advantage of the situation. Now, people can do other things. They can make your off-season job worthwhile so you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. They can do other things for your family. They can put your kids in a private school. They can do a lot of things to make you want to stay. But that man, Kevin Durant, wanted a ring on his fan and he's one game away from it. So how can we second-guess any of that? And look look at the, the, the viewer participation. This is one of the highest-rated uh, basketball tournaments in history. So I don't see how it's hurting the league.
0: No question about it. And then, like you said, the other argument of that, Joe, when you look at it and you see the criticism of Durant for making a move, being a free agent, and then you see someone like a, a Jeremy Macklin being released on that team. So it right. shows you that these players have to get what they can while they can you get You have it. to
1: get what you can while you can get it. And and Jerry Macklin's situation is because of the injury.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and that's just how serious. It's like, can he play? 14 out of 16 games next year? Or is he going to miss half of the game because the injury is going to show back up if he gets hit real hard? So it's all kind of little bitty things that one team cannot afford to risk, but another team can do it because they're loaded at their position.
0: So great. And it shows you that you can be a... Like you said, he was a solid receiver there for Kansas solid City. Solid receiver. You know, but but again they looked at the money and the cap hit that they were taking, they that's decided right. to part ways.
1: That's right. And he he because of the superlative performances in uh Philadelphia and, and that coach now is the head coach at Buffalo. That's that's why he's, you know, gonna get a longer look with Buffalo because somebody who already knows him. You now when he was up there with them four years in a row with a thousand yards. So in in Buffalo with the kind of quarterback that they have, you know, you don't need a 500 yards of a, a nine year player in, in tough situation that would be worthwhile signing him.
0: And and staying on that football topic for just a minute here too, Joe, have you been surprised that Colin Kaepernick has not has not been signed yet?
1: This is one of the uh, worst things in, in in my history, my personal history that, uh, a, a quarterback of his caliber. He got to be, you know, ranked fourth overall in history as far as passing yards. I mean, in a five year period, passing yards and, and passes completed as opposed to interceptions, uh, rushing yards, the whole combination of what he brings to a game. It is really criminal that this man is, is not signed somewhere.
0: And so. It continues. Uh, although he did get a look up uh, in Seattle with Pete Carroll, and he, he, you know, talked about he didn't have any. Yeah, and then they, then
1: they signed, signed Davis from the Rams. who Only played him what about nine games in four years or something. Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> yes,
1: sir. And, and you, you take him over Colin Kaepernick. You no, know, he'll he'll probably wind up in Canada or somewhere like that. But I think if he goes up there, he can go to he'll go to the Great Cup. That's the Canadian Super Bowl mm-hmm. because he, he's a, he's an extraordinary talent. He reads defenses very well. He throws he throws the ball uh, almost with the kind of, of uh, cuts that Joe Montana had. Mm-hmm. And of course, Joe Montana never ran for twenty three hundred yards. So this man brings all he brings a modern game to a defense. Great passing, great understanding of, of what a defense is trying to do. And the ability, if you double cover receives and chase him down the field, then he'll follow your defensive back down the field and get a first down. So he brings all the excitement. He, and look at the idea, he took a team to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you know he has quality talent. And he has fun playing the game. So to, to take a stand like this, I'm proud of him that he's willing to take the consequences of it. But that man should be playing football. Yeah,
0: and you think it, it, it's safe to say all stemming from his protest that he took uh, early that's last only, season?
1: That's the only reason. Is from it. it has nothing to do with his playing ability, nothing to do with the injury situation. So it's all about that protest.
0: Okay, well, that is Joe Moore. It is Moore Sports on Saturday mornings on Rise Above Everything. That's RAERadio.com. Joe, will take a break. Come back, we'll talk about some more topics, a big surprise in college football this week as Bob Stoops steps down and retires after 18 oh, yeah. seasons at Oklahoma. We'll get some of Joe's thoughts on that and a whole lot more coming up on Rise Above Everything and more sports on RAERadio.com. And welcome back to more sports on Rise Above Everything, Radio.com. And uh, we are visiting with Joe Moore, the uh, former NFL star, and, of course, uh, Mizzou Football Hall of Famer. And, uh, Joe, some interesting comments from Stephen A. this week. Stephen A. Smith, this is from uh, First Take, of course, from ESPN. And uh, he had some thoughts about LeBron James. I wanted you to kind of just take a listen to these, get your thoughts on it.
3: If LeBron loses tomorrow night, yeah, and the Cavaliers get swept, do you understand that LeBron James' record is going to be 17-27 and 27 in NBA Finals games? Do you understand that if that happens, only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar will have more, as many losses? Now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is 29-27, but we know he's the greatest scorer in NBA history. He's a six-time champion. He's one of the greatest champions ever, et cetera, et cetera. He's, LeBron is not only going to have five NBA Finals losses; he's going to have more Finals losses than Magic Johnson because he's tied with him now. He'll have more Finals. He already has more Finals losses than Bird, than Kobe, than, Matt, than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was twenty-four and eleven in NBA Finals. Kobe was twenty-three and fourteen in NBA Finals. Larry Bird was sixteen and fifteen in NBA Finals. If we're going to talk about LeBron, What we can't do is allow this man to point to his triple-double numbers, be all analytical, talking about what he's doing, but we ignore the numbers that really count, which are wins and losses. Aggression is when you go after it. Mm -hmm. Assertiveness is when you sit there and you take the lead as opposed to waiting for it to come to you, and you like, everybody move the hell out the way. I'm going down swinging. What I'm saying to you is that when Golden State goes on an 11-0 run, it's I'm not saying I have no problem with the eleven they scored. I have a problem with the donut you scored. Okay, meaning me, you as a team, at some way, whether it's getting to the free throw line or something. I'm not I, 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 I do don't anything. understand. I don't wanna I don't want dismiss do anything? what you just said because I think it's significant. What is also like those are good points. What is also it's significant is who's ahead of him with finals losses? Kareem. And when all is said and done, who are the two that are going to be compared to Michael Jordan in the modern era? They're going to come in two and three in some order. It's going to be LeBron and Kareem.
0: Of course, that's uh, Stephen A. Smith from uh, First Take on ESPN. Uh, Joe, some, uh, some thoughts on that.
1: Well, first of all, uh, Kareem and Magic and Michael, all of those players are retired at least 10 years. And then you can look back and analyze what they're doing. LeBron is playing right now. So the idea that he's in that many playoffs is what's important, not how many he's won and lost. How many players have gone their whole careers and never played in a playoff game or played in one playoff series for uh, LeBron James to be in that rare atmosphere of 12 names that he could mention that have 20 and 13 or 24 and 17, these are rare people. And it is unfair for LeBron James to be compared with those people while he's playing when you can use those people after 20 years, after everything is done. So let's see what LeBron's career is going to be when he's done. Then we can come back and visit that question. But I think it's unfair at this time.
0: Yeah, certainly, I guess when you talk about players not being able to, uh, quote-unquote, win the, the championship, you know, certainly you think of players like uh, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone. Thank you. Hall of Famers. Great players. Great players. Don, great John Stockton. players,
1: great entertainers, people that we love watching, and but they were not on a team that had 12 players that could play. You know, you need more than five. You need more than seven. You need about 12 players who are doing – something to help win each game and the team that we talk about so much who had that they had for one or two years again boston 13 years now that that will never be duplicated i don't think with with anybody Mm -hmm. but for for lebron to be compared with people who are 10 years everybody he mentioned is 10 years in, in retirement let's give lebron james the end of his career and then see what we we have to say it, it's not fair to say it right now He man might play five more years
0: absolutely great great point right there great point just want to get some thoughts again that's uh courtesy of first take on uh espn and uh we just want to get joe's thoughts on that joe uh, yeah. uh a, a new st- uh story that kind of caught us off guard this week uh bob stoops after 18 seasons at oklahoma retiring stepping down and and stepping away from the game and uh Maybe you can speak to that. We we've seen this before, where uh, you know, a coach uh, like like Bob Stoops, uh, you know, goes out while he's on top like that, but just says he needs to step away from the game.
1: And I think he should. I, I, Dan Devine did that. Uh, my coach at Mizzou when mm-hmm. he went, you know, he left, came behind Don Ferro at Mizzou, the, one of the greatest legends of all time. Is you know, Faroe Field's named after Don Ferro. Mm-hmm. Then he leaves Mizzou and goes to Green Bay behind. Vince Lombardi of all people, right, and leaves Green Bay and goes to Notre Dame behind airport season who had won a national <laughs> championship. Oh, he went so, behind some names, uh, didn't he? <laughs> he went behind some names. So, so I'm saying when you, when you are in a position to, to do those kind of things, you draw other people to you who are like minded. Mm-hmm. See, it, it was an honor to, to play for Dan vine. And, and then you know he's drawing the, the Roger Worlies and the Russell Washingtons. And all the other players who went to the pros are on the same team that I that I was to be able to, uh, somebody want to play with a LeBron James. Somebody want to play with a, a Kevin Durant. You know, th- th- those those kind of people make you you want to play and, and make you play better. So so I I think uh, when you get superlative uh, personalities that can inspire other people you have a chance to win a championship and everybody wants to sit back and say how many playoff games we played?" in. But again, you to, the season and the career should be over with for football or basketball before you start making comparison, like how great Jim Brown was compared to a uh, Marshawn Lynch, something like that. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. And, and, you know, as we uh, continue to, um, uh, you know, to to approach it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where, where um, Oklahoma goes, how they'll, you know, what they'll do. Well,
1: I I think that the, the assistant coach, who was the offensive coordinator, will carry on for the first couple of years. All they got to do is go they have the talent. is to leave everything in place and just carry on what they was doing. Now, you know, if Bob Stoops is making, like, uh, Five million dollars a year for the last fifteen years. So let's let's not feel bad for Bob Stoops. <laughs> you know, he's only he's only fifty six years old. That man probably could give uh, fifty thousand dollars speeches to college coaches for the next ten years on how to win, how to recruit, and, and how to maintain a winning record. Yes, sir. Cause I don't think he had what one losing season in eighteen years.
0: Yes. That's right.
1: And he That's had to right. win the you know, he had to win the Big Eight at least what nine times or, or and then vying for it for all the rest of the times right. and playing for the Big Eight championship the rest of the time that he didn't win it. So the man had a a, a great win loss record. A lot of kids went to the pros and they were just entertaining to look at on T V. You know, you got a they got to have one of the highest rating of televised football in the last eighteen years that he was there. They got to have some of the highest ratings some of the most exciting football that you've seen. Uh,
0: no question about it. And again, his second year, he wins the national championship. Of course, at Oklahoma, as you, know, as you know so well, Joe, the expectations are so high. And,
1: and, and even high. a year
0: ago, people were actually trying to say he was on the hot seat. Uh,
1: because well, If you lose you lose more than one game at Oklahoma, you're on the hot seat. Yes, sir. And, and, and that's the beauty. Of, if you're looking forward to as a player or a coach, they expect to win. Eleven or twelve games out of the thirteen every year. That's that's a that's a great expectation.
0: No question. And and,
1: and but, you I, know I, you know go all way go all the way back to Bud Wilkinson when yeah. they were twelve years in a row they was undefeated. Mm-hmm. So they have a they have a fine tradition at, at Oklahoma. And of course when when I was playing at Mizzou, uh, we beat them twice out of the four years. We lost twice to them and we beat them twice. And then at '69 10 we beat them forty four to ten. <laughs> You know when they had the Heisman Trophy winner on their team, Steve Owens. Steve Owens,
0: yeah, that's right, that's right. So they, they have been a perennial powers uh, for a long time. Powerful, going, going back yeah. to Bud Wilkinson, uh, no question about that. That's it. Uh, one final, and
1: whoever becomes coach there, they're going to expect them to win ten games yeah, out of thirteen. Absolutely,
0: and and you saw that when uh, Tom Osborne was at Nebraska as well. The that's rival right, right there.
1: Same, the same, the same thing. If you, when we were playing ten games, he was supposed to win eight or nine. Yeah. No question about it. If you lost more than two games in Nebraska, you had another job. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, with looking. that kind of expectation, though, you no. Know, if as a coach, if I recruit you as a coach, you already know that, yes. and, and you're looking for that opportunity to to have that kind of pressure put on you because you want to win and you think you can handle that situation
0: no 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 doubt about it and you know you talk about the pressure and the expectation uh you bring it right home here to St. Louis and baseball right now the Cardinals really struggling oh yeah have lost 7 in a row and and that's uh, here in St. Louis that's an expectation people do not take kind to to years a couple of years of, of not to losing the
1: yeah they don't <laughs> they do not like and you're supposed to buy for the World Series every year here in St. Louis we have the greatest i mean numerically, we have the greatest fan base in baseball, mm-hmm. the greatest fan base in baseball. So, and you, and they stay on television. Yes. Sir. And I mean, even when they travel, they stay on television. <laughs> so they, they are nationally, uh, famous for viewership. You got to give it to them. And then you look at in, in world series appearances, they're second only to the New York Yankees. So the expectations here are high. And, uh, we we need better than what, what we're looking at this, this is not good for St. Louis right now
0: no nah, really struggling on the offense they really have struggled and,
1: and they with- and, and they were they were bothering the penny you know before the season that he might uh get sent away yeah and, and so and- something something's going on
0: yeah, something's happening. He just, of course, got a, a new three-year contract. So, That's even, right. signed a
1: new three-year contract after being on the hot seat last year.
0: So you wouldn't expect there uh, to be problems there. But, yes, yeah, some things got to get going with the offense there. Uh, finally, one last note here, Joe. Uh, and this gentleman continues to get back in the news, uh, although his focus, of course, is his son. But Lavar Ball, um, back in the news, of course, talking about his sons. And, of course, as he right. – they get ready uh for for Lonzo as he gets ready for the draft and they've kind of already decided who they were going to work out for and who they weren't of course they want to go to the Lakers uh but uh you know it looks like uh, there might be some other things taking place with that but uh uh do you think that Lavar is really can, can hurt his son in the draft in the upcoming draft with some I of his believe comments this man's
1: out of, I I think this man's out of his mind <laughs> he he knows he knows basketball, now let's give him that. Yes, sir. He had produced three excellent basketball players in his children.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you're not the owner. You know, you're you the daddy. So you got to bargain with these people. Get out of the way and get them some agents or somebody like that. And don't try to do that yourself, Dad, because you're too personal. <laughs> it's too personal. And you're not going to coach anybody's team. See, the, the the thing is, produce a child. That's worth millions of dollars. Then leave the rest of it to the agents. And let the don't agents get say. out there and try to negotiate basketball and try to tell people how basketball should be handled. You, that's not for you to do. You don't own a team. <laughs> you got you got people who want to play for a team. You got to get that kind of straight. You yeah. got to let them do their job. No, you, he has his publicity. Now, he's he made some great points. He's a, he's a good father, and he's thinking about his son's Welfare, he don't want no uh, sideways, anything that's going to hurt his son financially, intellectually, or any other way. I, now, I marry him for that. Yes, but sir. all that aside, that boy is not in any trouble for being misused or, or mishandled at any of these colleges or in the pros. He, he's not in danger of any of that.
0: So I guess whoever drafts him, but be prepared, though, like, to have to deal with a couple of but Anybody
1: things. who drafts him going to pull dad to the side and, and and give him a part of that boy's salary and tell him to shut up. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Dad's going to be sitting. You are. Dad's going to be sitting in the mid-court with a smile on his face, not saying nothing. You'll see. They're going to get that straight.
0: <laughs> Leaving everybody alone.
1: Okay. They go. Well, you know, you can talk to the press, but don't talk to the coaches and the players. Right. Right. You can't do that, Dad. It's, <laughs> like, it's like you know, you as a, as a coach. You couldn't have those parents walking up to every 10 minutes and telling you how to coach football, <laughs> and you already the head coach. You don't do that. No, you can't do that. You, you please that. go there and, and, and get your beach seat, son, and sit over there and be quiet. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need good. you out here with me. You know, you want to you coach with me, go to coaching clinic, get you a whistle, and come <laughs> out here, stand up two hours like me. Don't, don't, don't go sit on the sideline and tell me what to do.
0: You show up on the game, right. That's it. Because
1: you know, first of all, first of all, you love what you're doing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you ain't gonna try to do anything to hurt that man's son. That's you right. want that boy to be a pro, just like he does.
0: That's right. So yeah.
1: The high right. school coach wanting him to go to, and the college coach wanted him to look good, so nobody's standing in that boy's way.
0: That's right. That's absolutely
1: right. He's gonna look real good for that college coach and that high school coach that anybody turns pro. That's right. I so coach every right. kid. Now look at him. <laughs> that's right. Anybody going to get a Your little league coach will be taking credit for that.
0: That's true. All right, Joe, we are out of time, and uh, as always, it's a pleasure. we look forward to next week more topics. Uh, by next week, you know, we will have an NBA new champion. And uh, we'll
2: That's right. More. That's right. We'll by Sunday, I think. It.
0: Yeah, it could happen that early, and, and the NHL as well, as Pittsburgh is out And down. the NHL, that's right. All right, Joe, so we'll wrap it up for this week on Rise Above Everything. That's Joe Moore. I'm Kevin Pulley. We'll talk to you next week on more sports, Rise Above Everything, RAERadio.com.